Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the football pandemic. We've been on a bit of a break, but we're back to hit some stuff before the draft. We're glad you could join us. Stick around for some great conversation about three home teams and a lot of draft stuff. All right. Well, we, uh, we've had a few weeks off and we had one week where we recorded a podcast and we forgot to upload it. Stick around. You may get to hear that later. When, if, uh, if we decide to do a throwback podcast, you may, you may get to hear that yet. Uh, but we're going to start today. <laughs> I win in your face. Yeah, how do you like some apples? <laughs> With some Homer highlights, and we're gonna—we've only got three of us here today. We got uh, Josh, Brandon, and myself. Tristan was unable to be here. Uh, we're gonna start with Josh and the Washington football team. Uh, I don't know if a lot's been going on with Washington, but Josh, what's going on? Homer highlights. Um, well, the only thing I can think of as of now that like is, I guess, big is um, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we signed a. Um, Chilean basketball star Samis Reyes. I saw like, that. Yeah, he looks like a like a smaller version of um, DK Metcalf, and if he proves to be like what he um, like what his body, I guess his body shows as a backup head end to uh, Logan Thomas. I'm really excited about it. I remember once the Colts signed a uh, rugby player from Uganda, I think it was. The dude was like stacked, muscular, physical, athletic, but he never made the transition. I had such high hopes for him. So it's always a little iffy when you grab somebody from another sport, from another country, and then say, you know what, you're physical. Let's see if you can do this. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he pans out. I just thought of it now. I can't remember. can't believe I didn't start with it, but um, there's been rumors and speculations around that we're going to be trading up, trying to trade up within either Atlanta or, you know, somewhere in the low mid tens teens, I guess you can say for uh, Trey Lance. I heard that. It, it's interesting that they, they signed Heineke. Um, they got him and then they signed Fitzmagic. They got him. And I think they're totally planning to go with him this year. Even if they draft somebody, yeah. I think they're going to do the sit and learn thing, which is uh, mm-hmm. usually a good way to go about that. Yeah. They, they haven't uh, outed themselves out of the quarterback race just yet because they know this is not their long term term option. And so mm-hmm. smart of them. Well, we'll see if that happens. In fact, you know, there's so many teams right now. We don't know how many quarterbacks are going to be going and how early they're going to go uh, and what falls. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, unfortunately, my Colts probably won't be in any of that as they'll probably be looking for a left tackle, um, I think is the position that they're still really looking to fill. We also need an edge rusher. But as far as Colts news, we did sign T.Y. Hilton back to a one-year deal. Uh, he got a, a multi-year offer from Baltimore for more money, but he took a bit of a discount. I don't know how much because it's not like the Colts are paying him peanuts. I think he's getting... 10 million for a year, um, which is good for where he's at. And uh, I hope he does really good with Carson Wentz, uh, kind of eases that transition. If they can get one more good wide receiver to go with Michael Pittman and uh, Paris Campbell, if he comes back and T.Y. Hilton, I think that'll be good. We need to get targets around Carson Wentz. Uh, so it was good to see T.Y. Hilton sign back. I don't know how much longer he has or how much he has left in the tank, but uh, he came on again at the end of last year. And I have, I hear a lot of people right now just talking, what are the Colts going to be? Are the Colts going to be good? Are the Colts going to be bad? And everything everybody talks about is, can Carson Wentz return to form? 
And so it's going to be interesting to watch and see if uh, Carson Wentz can return to form. Right now we have uh, only six draft picks, I think, because we gave away a third this year for him. Of course, an additional next year, which will either be a second or first. A lot of looking around to see what are we going to do with those six picks. It's been quiet and uh, uneventful and pretty boring right now as a Colts fan. All of the big names that you're like, oh, maybe we'll get this person in free agency because we got so much money. None of that's really happened. And, uh, you know, we've picked up some players. And every time I'm like, okay, who's that? Who did he play for? Is he any good? Uh, nobody knows because he hasn't really hardly played in any games. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, not a lot. T.Y. I feel like there was one other thing that happened, but I, for right now, it's escaping my mind. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll come back to it. But we do know that uh, Brandon's team has had some stuff going on. Brandon, what's going on in your Homer Highlights? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start in our quarterback room uh, with a quarterback you're probably not thinking I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with Jordan Love. Uh, he's posted a couple things on his Instagram story, and these are temporary things that are no longer up of him doing some off-season throwing workouts. And from what I've seen on what he's doing, he's doing some short to medium throws, nothing too spectacular, but his form has improved a lot since college. So I can see a lot of improvement that he's made throughout this past NFL season, uh, which is looking good for the inevitable day when Green Bay decides to part ways with Aaron Rodgers. It's, it hurts all of us on the inside, all of us Packers fans, mm-hmm. Bears fans celebrate with joy. If Jordan Love can can get up and really prove to bridge that gap the same way Aaron did his first season after Brett left and everyone had no faith in Aaron, we'll be sitting pretty good. I, I like the idea of having Aaron as a legacy, but also also speaking of Aaron, or also known as who is the guest host of Jeopardy. Is it uh, Aaron Rodgers? We'll accept that answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I'm supposed to ask the question. You, oh, never mind. It's been a long yeah. time since yeah. Jeopardy who, for me. Who is Aaron Rodgers? That's the correct form. Yeah. And uh, I think he surprised a lot of casual Jeopardy fans that didn't, didn't expect a ton from him. There's been a, a, few, uh, a few bridge people after Alex's passing that have kind of come in. And I don't think they were expecting too much out of Aaron, but it turns out he's done really well. And a lot of Jeopardy fans that don't really know football are like, I think Aaron Rodgers is an excellent Jeopardy host. We were talking that this is possibly something he could do while playing football because why? Yeah, so Jeopardy films over 46 days for the entire year. So Aaron just needs 46 days that aren't during the NFL season, which is much greater than the length or much shorter than the length of the off season, or he could just go out to California where he'll be living record for about a month of jeopardy and then uh, still play football full time. And he can realistically do both and do both of them very well. He had, he started preparing for jeopardy uh, during the, during the playoffs. You know, he just had it on. He was trying to get Alex's mannerisms down, starting to speak slow. If you go to Aaron's Instagram page, he, posted a, a picture of what it looks like from his point of view of hosting Jeopardy at the nice. lectern. And you can see on there, there's a post-it note in the top left corner and it says, don't pick your nose and don't pick your butt, which I think is great <laughs> advice for all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. We could all, all stand to follow that advice. Well, this I think will set him up well. If he can do this, I think it's something that could uh, extend beyond his football years and kind of keep him you know, like a lot of uh, athletes look for what's next. And obviously a lot of the big quarterbacks don't really need 
hey, what's next? But I have a feeling that Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy who's not going to be like, I'm retired. I'm just going to play golf and that's it. Yeah, I think Aaron is a different kind of kind of quarterback. He's very smart off the field and is very interested in what life has to offer outside of football. And he's he's thought about that a lot. And that's what his off seasons really entail. He said probably a couple months ago on the Pat McAfee show that his off season workouts, he doesn't touch a football. He'll do some squats, do some lifting here and there just to kind of keep his body in shape. But he's not working on when's my release point of this ball have to be to get my receivers to catch it. He he's already got all of that down. He explores life. The one quarterback that I could have seen like also doing something like this would have been Andrew Luck because, you know, he had his book club, his reading club. Uh, He was an architectural engineer and uh, he was fascinated by like lots of trivia stuff, but he didn't have the same easygoing mannerism that Aaron Rodgers has. Aaron Rodgers has an easy way of talking to the camera. Uh, Andrew Luck was great guy, but he was always kind of that all shucks, Gomer Pyle you know, neck beard dude. <laughs> yeah. Another quarterback, I think that could also maybe step into this role kind of looks like a mafia boss at some points is so uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's also played on half the teams in the NFL, but Josh's current old quarterback. Yeah. On their team, but he has, he, a, he went to Harvard. He, he went to Harvard, a, but he has a different, obviously a smart guy, different sort of attitude about him. I don't think it would mesh well with the jeopardy feel. Yeah, I can agree. I think he kind of, he like, unlike Aaron, Aaron kind of, he's like, he's suited for, you know, those moments where he's like, he needs to be, you know, mannerism. I can't think of the other word, but I guess mannerism. But Ryan, he kind of, you know, he can be whatever. He's like a wild card. He can be whatever he wants at any time, you know, like, like you've seen in his post game, you know, interviews. Right. The one where he had the shirt unbuttoned and the big necklace mm-hmm. and the glass, you know, he's a little more excitable, obviously, the big beard. A little more excitable. And I think the thing that Aaron Rodgers has is he just has this real even temper. Peyton Manning could have done it um, just because he has the dry wit. But I I still think Aaron Rodgers seems like a better fit for Jeopardy. The show yesterday on Jeopardy, and this clip has gone viral on, I've seen it on Twitter. I've also seen it on Instagram. So the, the question was, this group of Midwesterners in the 1960s won five NFL championships. And so we as good football fans know that's the Vince Lombardi Packers. That's just basic NFL football history. Basic. N- no one even guessed on it. Everyone so got sad. it wrong. When uh, Brandon first told me that, I'm like, what What did they guess? Did they guess the Steelers? Did they guess the Cowboys? What were they thinking? He's like, they didn't even guess. I'm like, oh, so sad. Yeah, Aaron puts his arms up to his side and he's like, who are the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> Everyone laughed. It was, it was pretty hysterical. But then the next question was about like what basketball organization dominated the NBA from the late fifties to mid sixties. And it was the Boston Celtics and Aaron's like, Oh, well you guys know that one. And then they all felt sheepish. <laughs> yes. The problem is I feel like I can agree with like, they should have known Packers, but I feel like people are more prone to know the Celtics and the Lakers because how long they dominated and if you look in the history books you know what i mean it's like that was the team you know what i mean whereas the packers like after five years it was like a different team every year as a packers fan i obviously know this really well and having vince lombardi be the coach of that team i'd figure if you're going to learn football trivia you're going to start with vince lombardi and kind of how he ran his organization you know five, five championships in seven years is a uh, pretty impressive it is. We've had uh, a few of those dynasties that have happened. I know the Green Bay's had one. Pittsburgh has had a dynasty uh, with the steel curtain. I think Dallas did, right? Yeah, Dallas did. And uh, then, of course, the Patriots are the most recent and the most long 
um, dynasty. But that's all changed now. Maybe it should be the Tom Brady dynasty, not the Patriots. What's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard? Them's fighting words, Matthew. <laughs> Them's fighting words. All right. Hey, I tell you what, in honor of Aaron Rodgers and his Jeopardy fill-in, why don't we structure the rest of what we're going to talk about today in the form of a Jeopardy episode where an answer is given and we have to then ask the question. Um, so Brandon, why don't you lead us off in a few of those and, uh, Josh and I will see, I wish we had little buzzers here. That would be so fun to be able to hit the buzzer and be the first one to buzz in, but, uh, maybe we'll just take turns. Yeah. All right. So here's, here's the first question. Who is right now, arguably the next hall of fame wide receiver, according to his recent retirement, who is not Julian Edelman. I'll take that answer. That's a good answer. I, I know we're talking about this, and and I I joke with this. I I don't think Julie Edelman is a Hall of Fame receiver. I know I know the argument is that he's second all time in postseason yards, uh, but really, if you look at the regular season, he was never a top ten receiver. His career stats are worse than Jordy Nelson, so Jordy Nelson should be a first ballot Hall of Famer before him. Mm. There's other people that need it actually need to get in that I'd argue are much better players, you know, Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne, if Julian Edelman gets in, imagine what Shannon Sharp is going to do. Yeah. It's a, one of those things where I think he was really good in that system. I think the system set him up to be a very good gadget player, but like you said, during the regular season, he was never top 10. And uh, I think Brandon was the one that said this earlier. I'm just going to steal it right here, Brandon, right out from under you. But the reason his post season stats were so good was because they were in the postseason so much more than everybody else. And that wasn't necessarily because of him, but he got to be in the postseason and therefore he got stats. He got stats for like 10 years, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, that can make it look like, wow, he was so good in the postseason when in reality he was just in the postseason more than everybody else. Yeah. Number one is Jerry Rice, who also had a lot of opportunities in the postseason. But it, I want to look at it. If you had some of these receivers that are in the Hall of Fame now, that don't have postseason stats like Calvin Johnson. Right. You know, where would Calvin Johnson be if he had the same opportunities as Julian Edelman in the postseason? He might have been a first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, wait. He was a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. I think the NFL is the NFL Hall of Fame needs to be designed and currently I I think is designed for the elite of the elite and you just dominated or changed the position in such a way where it's influenced generations and generations after you at your position. For changing generations, I, I obviously think of Don Hudson, Green Bay receiver, who really developed going down the field and catching the ball. It's not huge, but that's what everyone does now. Right. And, and not everybody who is every wide receiver who will be inducted will have changed the game for, you know, the way it's played, but they may have played it super well. Like I think Larry Fitzgerald will, I think he will be a hall of famer. Uh, and he, he was just like consistently there always. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to question number two, Brandon. I got one. Josh has got I'm one. So this is between I'm me and Brandon. Adam topic. According to a former New England Patriot player and a current Tom Brady teammate, what percentage does um, this player think that Julian Edelman comes back to the Buccaneers? Doot, doot, doot. What is, I'm not sure. The answer. <laughs> According to Gronk, um, in an interview, or I can't remember what it, maybe it was like he was saying on Twitter or something, but 
according to Grant, there is a 69% chance that Jonah Edelman comes out of retirement like this year, later this year or something and goes to the Buccaneers. <laughs> That's quite a significant and specific percentage number there from Mr. Rob Gronkowski, the scientist. 69% chance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I've heard people, I've heard people talking about that. Oh, he's going to, and I, I think Brandon here, when it first happened, said, great, he's going to Tampa Bay. Uh, I've heard people talking about that. We'll see. I I wouldn't put it past him, past Tom Brady to somehow get him in there, but you never know. All right. I, I've got one. What organization traded with the Miami Dolphins for the third overall pick of this NFL draft? I think you say this organization, because we got to ask what. Or who? Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. This organization traded with the Miami Dolphins for the third overall pick of the 2021 NFL draft. What is the San Francisco 49ers? The San Francisco 49ers who claim that they don't know who they're picking yet with the third overall pick after giving away everything they gave away. What do you think of that? Do you think they don't know? Yeah, that it has to be a lie. If you're going to give that much stuff away to go up to number three, you're obviously going to be looking for one of these people that you think is going to make a huge difference on your team. And maybe, maybe if I'm Kyle Shanahan, it's like, all right, Jimmy G is good, but I want a younger guy. Or maybe he's like, yeah, I'm going to stick with Jimmy G and we're going to take Kyle Pitts to line up on the other side of George Kittle. Like imagine how deadly that would be. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, I have a hard time thinking you trade up and trade away that much to get a tight end, even mm-hmm. if he's like amazing. I really feel like they're going to be going quarterback. Who? I don't know. You know, there's been all, who is it? Uh, what's his name? Mac Jones. Mac has Jones been, has yeah. been highly tied to uh, them. And as far as uh, Kyle Shanahan liking him, um, there's been talk about Justin Fields. I mean, it really could be anybody except for Trevor Lawrence and probably uh, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Right. Um, who I think are going to be the top two mm-hmm. picks. Uh, they probably traded up thinking, okay, we would be happy with this person or this person. You know, when they say we're not sure, that's probably just the NFL likes all the teams. They would like for the Jaguars to say, oh, we're not sure who we're picking with the overall pick. The unfortunate thing is everybody knows exactly who they're picking with the number one. It was the same with Andrew Luck. They wanted to play up this drama between Andrew Luck and RG3, and the Colts knew they were going Andrew Luck. Like, long before the draft ever got there. But they they like to play that up, so there's drama. So it'll be interesting. Now, here's my question, though. Uh, With that 49ers little tidbit, I really think Jimmy G's gone. I think Jimmy G's, I don't think he's going to be like the backup. Uh, Didn't they just sign another backup QB? I think Jimmy G's gone. Do you think he ends up with the Patriots? Do you think he ends up somewhere else? I don't know. I just think that like the... um... Bill Belichick and the Patriots are like, they signed Cam Newton for a reason, you know, they like, they, they're building so much around him to like, you know, not trade or sign another quarterback to, you know, replace him. I think that Cam Newton's their guy right now. Yeah. I'm trying to think of organizations where I think Jimmy G realistically, realistically could end up. I know the Vikings have been mocked to get Jimmy G, which I would hate. You know, I, I respect Jimmy G so much as being an EIU EAU player coming as an EAU alumni, I'm like, oh, well, that's really cool. But I hate the Vikings, so then I can no longer like Jimmy G. My loyalty to Green Bay is stronger than my loyalty to EIU football, at least EIU football. But I, I could see maybe he goes to the Jets and Zach Wilson and Jimmy G are competing for that starting job with uh, Robert Sala. Yeah, I mean, I see something like that because 
they have Nate Sudafield, Sudafield, Sudfield, however you say yeah. his name, uh, as their backup. But they just signed Josh Ra- Rosen. Rosen. <laughs> Josh Rosen. My, my, I'm going to get these names today. Uh, they just signed Josh Rosen, uh, who really hasn't, you know, panned out to be like what everybody thought he was going to be. He started in Arizona, right? And then went to Miami uh, in that trade. And now he's here. I don't know if he was somewhere else in between, but uh, I feel like they're loading up backups because they know they're not going to have Jimmy G. That's my my feeling. I can see Bill, Bill Belichick not offering anything and just waiting until he's cut and then going and getting him cheap and saying, yeah, I'm bringing in competition for Cam, you know, I don't think Bill Belichick has, and Robert Kraft keeps saying, "Yeah, we've got to, we've got to get the long-term answer." He doesn't say we've got our long-term answer with Cam. He keeps saying we've got to figure that out. And so, if Robert Kraft is saying that, I don't think Robert Kraft is sold on Cam Newton as being the long-term answer. Yeah, Jimmy G still has, uh, if he can stay healthy, I, I'd say about ten years left if he can stay healthy. If not, you know, he might might retire in the next few years. <laughs> but I think, I think if he's in an organization where they, their quarterback doesn't get injured as quite as much as they do in San Francisco, because uh, that's a pretty intense offensive system, and I think that's part of the reason who uh, would why you, Jimmy G has been injured. Who would you root for? And since he's not here, I'm just going to have to ask you guys. If you were a Bears fan and the Bears signed Jimmy G as a quarterback in competition with Andy Dalton, who would you want to be your starter? I think Jimmy G has more upside. He's also been to a Super Bowl. Andy Dalton has never been to a Super Bowl. Andy Dalton's never been to the playoffs, right? <laughs> never won, won a playoff game. Never, never won, won yeah. a playoff they game. four years in a row. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think I'd be rooting for Jimmy G too. Sorry, Andy Dalton is uninspiring to me. He was uninspiring to me even when he was at his best. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's doing okay, but meh. Yeah, I think Allen Robinson... You can argue is the best best receiver that Andy Dalton had has ever had. Yeah, I know AJ Green through his prime was there, and AJ I was Green say, he was, was pretty in, good. But he was at a really good time of his life with Andy Dalton. But like, Allen Robinson has had thousand yard receiving seasons with no name quarterbacks every year. Maybe you could say that Andy Dalton was a no name quarterback, and so did AJ Green. I mean, because what has he done anywhere else? We are yet to see what Andy Dalton truly is because last year, like uh, I think it was Tristan said on a previous episode, the Dallas Cowboys were humming along doing okay. And then Dak got hurt. And the only thing that changed was Andy Dalton came in and it looked horrible from there on out. Now, granted, he didn't have all of the offseason work, you know, that Dak had, but it didn't look good when he got his chance. And then he comes to uh, Chicago and gets paid more. Yeah, in Dallas, that's a killer receiving group too. My, yeah. The Mike McCarthy system is flat out. You need to have like seven amazing, almost Hall of Fame receivers, or otherwise you're not going to work out. And you have and Ezekiel Elliott. Have that. You have yeah. and the the who uh, Porter? What's his name? Tony uh, Pollard. Pollard. That's well. it. Yeah, yeah, you have you had a good running game there. You had good receivers, and yet there was nothing. So and don't didn't they usually have one of the best offensive lines? I mean the one you're I think the ones like you're thinking of like the prime I guess like Frederick is like he's retired. I think Zach Martin their left guard or right guard Zach Martin he was injured at this time too. So I so I think they had nobody at that point. But I mean they have a good offensive line if they can get back to being healthy. I don't believe Andy Dalton's going to come in and like lift Chicago. I don't think he's going to become Ryan Tannehill uh, in Chicago. That's my my two cents. All right, I've got our. I've got our next question. All right. Fire away. 
this player just signed a contract that can get him to $10 million in this next season for the Cleveland Browns. Boop, 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 boop. I started to say, who is T.Y. Hilton? But you switched it up on me when you said Cleveland Browns. So I'm going to go with who is Jadavian Clowney? That's correct. Jadavian. Everybody was like wondering where he would go. I remember when he first uh, left Texans and uh, ended up in Seattle. I was uh, thinking, oh, man, the Colts need to grab him. He is so dominant because I remember when he was first coming in, just he was he would wreck people. But uh, he didn't look so dominant any of this time in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of his his dominance also had to do with a, a certain current Cardinal player yes. lined up on the other side yeah, of him. Okay. Makes a difference. That, uh, who who <laughs> yeah. are you going to be more afraid of, J.J. Watt or Jadavian Clowney? Both of them can can wreck you in one-on-one. But if you double-team Jadavion Clowney and there's no one else there, I, I think that's kind of the end of it. But I'd rather double-team J.J. Watt because he's a uh, force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, you just made me remember a golden era of football when Dwight <laughs> Freeney used to line up opposite Robert Mathis and the two of them would just crush opponents quarterbacks over and over and over again and how beautiful it was and people would say Dwight Freeney was like the main force but man Robert Mathis came in and ended up with more more sacks for the Colts overall uh, probably because of longevity but that was just a wonderful thing to behold and I'm sure the Texans loved having J.J. Watt and Clowney until that whole marriage broke up Mm -hmm. of course Clowney was an inside guy right he wasn't an edge rusher they were both edges, one on one, one inch on one side. Oh, were they? Okay. For some yeah. reason, I thought Clowney was inside. I think he was right outside linebacker at first, and then they like he was, you know, he's a rusher, but an outside linebacker at first, and then they just immediately switched into left end or right end, whatever opposite side was JJ Watt. Yeah, I tell you what, when you have two good ones, it's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. it, there's something so fun about watching your edge rushers just pound and pound when Freeney would do his spin, then he would do his bull rush. Then he would do his swim move. Then he was like so versatile and you're just like, it was such a sight to behold every time. Wish we had that again right now. We do not. (laughs) Who's got the next answer in the jeopardy. Uh, I've got an answer. What is a great way to piss off your star players as an NFL organization? Doot, 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 doot. What is, say, we will not sign any more big free agents because this guy is on the roster? Not the answer I was going for. Oh, wait, didn't that happen in Green Bay? Didn't I hear that there was like, a, we're not signing any big free agents because we don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? That's just a rumor. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't buy into those. Well, so I got that one wrong. Do you have an answer there, Josh? I was, I'm actually confused on this one, honestly, because I'm trying to think of what team he's thinking of. It's not a specific team. It's, it's just NFL star players. Because um, their bodies will have to go through more physicality during the NFL season. Do, 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 do. What is increase the regular season oh. to 17 games? Oh, I was going to say no offseason, like, you know, the team's like bailing out of the offseason. So yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's my bet on the answer. But what, what I'm going for is uh, I know a lot of these players that get a lot of snaps during the game were not a fan of it, but some of the players that don't get a lot of snaps during the game were a fan of it because they get paid more. This is the 17-game season, right? This is the 17-game season. Yeah. Uh, I have my thoughts on it, and I like when it splits evenly between home games and away games. There was eight and eight every year, eight home games, eight away games. Mm. Now I'm looking at this Green Bay schedule for next year, and we have eight home games, nine away games. I don't like that. 
I think we have nine home games and eight away games. We host Tampa Bay and the Tom Brady's on the very last week now. We go to Kansas City <laughs> week 18. It's, a, it's an 18-week season with a bye week. Mm-hmm. You go to Buffalo. We have now. There you go. Boy, look at the caliber of teams our home teams are playing. Um, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo right in the very last games. That, that shows oh, something go, good. Yeah. <laughs> All because we won the first seed. Yeah, I, I tell you it's something. I am a fan of the 17-game season as a fan not as a player. Obviously, the players have to worry about their bodies. What I'm a fan of is there's one less preseason game. And I know that's harder for coaching staffs because they're trying to like, okay, look at all the junk players or all the, I should say, fringe players to see who who they're going to keep and who's going to maybe make a, uh, a step up during the season. They're really trying to get that figured out and they're going to have less of that. As a fan, preseason games can be hard to watch especially when it's that fourth one, you know, the first one you get to see some people, the second one, the third one, you get to see a lot of the starters do a quarter, at least the fourth one. The only good thing about it was you get to try and like, guess, is this guy really going to be good? You know, we had uh what's his name? Um, the Buffalo bills, famous quarterback, his son. Um, what was his name? Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly uh, played in that fourth game, and I remember thinking, man, this guy looks good. But the problem that's such a it fools you every time is he's throwing against all those scrubs the other team is trying to figure out if they're any good. And so he looks amazing. He's like chucking this thing down the field. And you're like, why, why is he not our backup quarterback, you know, instead of Jacoby Brissett? But you don't get a true, honest picture. So I'm okay losing one preseason game. I know it makes it harder for coaching staff. Uh, but uh, I like having an extra football game during the year as well. Totally from a fan perspective. As a coach, I would totally want uh, an, that extra preseason game. I would want the one less regular season game. And I would want all those OTAs uh, that Josh was talking about that are getting stripped away. I would want all of that because my big thing is get people ready as best you can. Get the right people on the field. And then let's do a 16-game regular season. But that's not the way it's going. And we've known this for a long time. Uh, This writing has been on the wall for years. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of the stuff Matthew said. As a fan, it makes me excited, uh, except for the part that it's all uneven now. I I, I don't like that. (laughs) So you want to add two games. You want to. Yeah, add another game, make it nine and nine. But it's like, as soon as that happened, I, I saw this meme. And we all know how proud Cowboys fans are. And now that I live in Cowboys country, it's even more evident. It's like if you don't if you don't love me at eight and eight, don't love me at eight and nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they're keeping the expanded playoffs, am I right? As far yeah. as I know, I haven't heard anything against that. That came into being because of COVID, I think, was like the the, the thinking behind that. But I, I'm guessing that's going to continue on. So we're going to have now seven teams from each conference, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And only the first team gets the bye. Yeah. And I really like that too. I mean, like, like if you're the first, you know, you're in the number one seed of your division or your conference, like you should be able to, you know, get the only only bye of the playoff or the of your side. Yeah, it'll be yeah, interesting to see if that affects like the very last few games if two teams are like tied for wins. You know, those good teams usually like let their players rest. But if if they're going for that bye week where they would get a rest, maybe they play people at the last regular season game. 
Yeah. Another thing is the increased opportunity to break single season NFL records. That's true. So that, fi- that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. 55 is a Peyton Manning's record for touchdowns, right? It's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to go. Yeah. And, you know, because it's really hard to get really over 40 and then to get 55 is super impressive. But what if someone throws 60? Yeah, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, when they started talking about in the in the uh, Super Bowl era, this record since the restructuring, this record since the Super Bowl era, you know, you'll have that. It'll be like this record since we went to a 17 game season. Um, yeah. Let, let me ask this question. How long do we think it's going to take before Emmett Smith's single season rushing record is broken? What is it? The rushing record? Yeah. Talking about career season or singles, like singles. Oh no. Who, who has the single season? I think it's Eric Dickerson. Cause I remember like, yeah, eight, nine sorry, years ago, Eric Dickerson. AP, yeah. He was like nine or eight, nine or eight yards away from oh, being it at like 2,100 something. That, I his last know. game and he didn't get it. I remember that they did a bad lip reading of that. And that's where he was talking about the peanut. Yeah. <laughs> but that was such a sad thing when he came off the field and the, the sideline reporter asked him, you know, how did you feel that you only missed it by eight or nine yards? And he's like, I did what? How much? Because <laughs> he didn't know. Uh, he, he wasn't paying attention to that. That that was so sad. I thought, what a bad way to break that to a guy, you know, yeah. to think he could have maybe got that much more. Well, I tell you what, it's it's much more likely with this kind of season. But we're also, when you have more games, I think they're going to have less. This one guy is the bell cow. It's going to be like, we have a long season. We better split this between two backs. You're going to get a lot more running back by committee. You're going to get a lot less King Henry in the world and a lot more, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines all get a lot of the ball, even though Jonathan Taylor gets the most, he won't get all of it. All right. Let me go ahead and ask my next and final answer. Okay. This player just signed a contract with the Arizona Cardinals after leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was James Conner. Correct. Yeah. The running back. I forgot about that. James uh, Conner. Let, let's get this straight. Running back one is Kyler Murray. Running back two is whoever is actually in the running back spot. I, I'm just going to put that out there. I think we all know the the truth behind that. It begs the question, what's what's going on in Pittsburgh? Who's the guy there? Because they had Le'Veon Bell, and then when Le'Veon was like leaving, they're like, it's okay, we got James Conner. Who was their big back last year? I don't even remember. Um, I know. I can't think of it either. I think it was um, like Summer's guy. Pittsburgh. That's one of those that uh, people have uh, asked, who's going to do better this year, Pittsburgh or Indy? And I keep hearing that in like, man, I would like to think Indy uh, because Big Ben was like not looking the best last year. I don't know. It's tough to say who will because so much depends on where Carson Wentz comes back to. But I think we have one more answer. Uh, that Josh is going to give us, and uh, Brandon and I will field this one. All right. Um, which quarterback finally got um, out of his, um, I guess, the place he didn't want to be and got sent to Carolina? Who is Sam Samuel Darnold? Yeah, that is correct. Sam Darnold finally out from under the Jets curse, out from under Adam Gase. Poor guy. Do you think he'll actually become something, or is he, has he shown who he is? I think he has potential. He's still a young guy. He's had some really clutch plays this past season that 
I'm, I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty good. If he had an actual team behind him, that would look good. He's also uh, reunited with Robbie Anderson, who is his top receiver he's ever thrown to in his very young career. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is and so, still very young. I forget yeah. how young he is. He is younger than Joe Burrow. Yeah, who was the yeah, number one pick last year, and yeah. he's younger than him. Ah, yeah, I think crazy. he's 23, right? What did he do? Go to yeah. college early? Smart people. Smart people. (laughs) Well, let's see if this is a smart move to get him in Carolina. Uh, It was interesting when uh, Carolina was making the big push for Deshaun Watson and everybody was like Deshaun Watson. And then Deshaun started getting into all of the stuff going on with Deshaun Watson. And now we don't even know. We don't even know what's going to be his future with the Texans. If nobody trades for him, we don't know. Tyrod Taylor may still be starting depending on what kinds of uh, punishments get handed down once all of this is over, if there are punishments. Uh, But when uh, Carolina was no longer looking at the Deshaun Watson push and all of a sudden they got Sam Darnold, do you think people there felt like, you know, Chicago when they got Andy Dalton? It's like you had all this big hope for Russ Wilson and then Andy Dalton? I think with Chicago and Andy Dalton, the jury's been out there for Andy Dalton for some time. We know exactly what he's capable of. We know what Sam Darnold is capable of. And with a supporting cast around him, I think he can look really, really good. Do you feel like he's going to take them a level above Teddy Bridgewater? I think he has more upside than Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy's prime was his one year filling in for an injured Drew Brees. He got paid. Uh, yeah, he got paid. He looked he looked really good that year. And uh, I think other than that, he just kind of fell out. I think he worked really well in the Sean Payton system mm-hmm. and maybe not in another system. But I could be wrong. And Sam Darnold could be a huge train wreck. And, <laughs> it's true. and we could see we could see nothing from him. And maybe Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> is the the quarterback for them moving forward. And Sam Darnold is it. I would like to think that Sam Darnold has a lot more upside than Teddy. And uh, so do you think some proper development, you can throw him in there. Do you think they're going to keep Teddy then? You don't think they're going to trade him away? You think that's going to be the backup? I I don't know who would trade for Teddy after this past season as like, this is going to be our for sure quarterback moving forward. I think anywhere Teddy goes, he's going to be competing for that job. It could be Miami, him and, Teddy and Tua competing for that job. He can stay there and it could be Sam Darnold and Teddy competing for that job. But I think anywhere Teddy goes, he's competing for that job. There is not an organization where he's going to be QB one. Right. The moment he enters the building, just as Andy Dalton was. Right. And you know, he last year, Christian McCaffrey went down early. There was some other injuries. He had a lot going against him. He didn't do great, didn't win a lot of games, didn't put up amazing stats, didn't put up like horrible stats, but uh, it was enough that nobody is super excited about Teddy Bridgewater right now. Yeah, so th- that's my my two cents on, on Teddy. We've got uh, a lot of small moves happening to restructure teams going on right now, but there's a lot of quiet. There's a lot of, uh, every time I open my phone every time I open my iPad somebody has done another mock draft and they want me to look at it and they're like look what the Colts did and I'm like I, I kind of get tired of this because really the Colts aren't doing any of that that's just you guys thinking and it never ever goes the way those people are thinking Chris Ballard is his own man uh, so for me the draft can't get here soon enough it comes on what the 29th and today's the 14th so we're just mm-hmm. about halfway there this month uh, to getting to that draft I'm I'm so excited. Oh, 
y'all just be be waiting for that draft because the moment the first two days are over, Twitter's going to have a meltdown. It doesn't matter what what Twitter page you're looking at. There's going to be a meltdown from fans everywhere. It's my favorite time of year. Yeah. yeah. You got some people <laughs> who are like over the moon. So the Jags are going to be like, we have Trevor Lawrence. We're going to win for 25 years straight. You guys yeah. all stink. By the way. Oh, here's a good bit of news. Uh, I'll do my I didn't get to do a trivia uh, Jeopardy answer. Uh, this player has now adorned himself with the platinum pelt of power. Eh, 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 eh. Wow. No one got that one. Um, our good old friend Gardner Minshew got rid of his Joe Dirt uh, mullet and has adorned himself oh. with a new hairstyle that he dubbed the platinum pelt of power. And uh, he said, while it doesn't have the uh, brute force of the other one, it has more speed. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I don't know if you saw this picture, uh, no shirt, jacket on with a big necklace of belt buckle. And he looked like the lion, uh, the tiger King. <laughs> I'm Is serious. That the photo where he looks like a beaver. Well, no. which one? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I tell you what, he is so Duval County, Jacksonville. I mean, it's just hard to think of them getting away. And it was funny because like, as you read all the comments below his post, people were, people were, torn they were like trevor lawrence is our future but man he's great mm -hmm. <laughs> trevor lawrence is the man but man this guy should be somewhere <laughs> you know they they love him as far as his personality and his uh who he is yeah but they know that trevor lawrence is going to win them more games and so i know how that feels yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's going to be interesting i wonder do you do you think garden Minshew is going to stay in jacksonville We've talked about other quarterbacks and are they going to stay or are they going to go? You think he's going to be the backup there? You think he's going to try and go somewhere yeah. else and be the backup or compete? I think if the city builds a statue of him, he'll stay. <laughs> I tell you what, he seems to love it there and uh, they seem to love him, even though I bet he will be the most popular backup quarterback in the league this next year with the fan base. Oh, by the way, there there was news today that Aaron Donald looks like he is going to be yeah. charged with uh, some misconduct of some sort. How many players around the league do you think really stop and say, man, Deshaun Watson was sitting on top of the world and now look where who knows what's going to be his future. Aaron Donald, he was like the best and who knows what this is going to be. I should really just control myself. You think any of them think that? Aaron Rodgers does. He thinks for himself. <laughs> there, there are those that do, I suppose. I wish more would. I wish, I wish we would stop seeing these sorts of things happen to good players. But players. Oh, and I, I do have one last thought. I forgot to mention. Um, I don't, I don't know if Matthew has seen any of this, but there's been a couple workouts between Jordan Love and Michael Pittman Jr. I have not seen that. What is yeah. what's what's that all about? Uh, they've just been, they've just been lifting together. I don't know if they've been throwing balls to each other or not. I'd assume they, they've been training at the same gym in California. Okay. And so they, they've lifted together every once in a while. And sometimes on Jordan's Instagram story, I see Michael Pittman. And sometimes on Michael Pittman's Instagram story, I see Jordan Love. So it's, uh, Michael Pittman to Green Bay. I'm, I'm I, I think now. what you mean is Jordan Love will be traded to the Colts at some point, right? Michael Pittman will not be leaving. Here's my thing. Michael Pittman, go work out with lots of people. Get good so that you and T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell and to be added are an amazing offense to behold. Give Carson Wentz his, his proper uh, chance here.
Well, guys, uh, if there's nothing else, uh, I think it's been amazing getting together to talk. I think we're going to see our big stuff happen in a couple weeks when we hit near that draft. Uh, and maybe we'll get together and talk and have a, a, an after draft reaction, you know, after the first or second day. Yeah, somewhere around in there, uh, talk about some of the stuff that's gone on. Nobody ever knows those people in the last four rounds anyway, so maybe we'll just hit the first couple rounds and uh, go from there. But it's been uh, great talking with you guys again. It's been great talking uh, for all of you out there listening, and uh, uh, do keep your eyes open if we have uh, more stuff between now and then, but definitely look for us after the draft. <laughs>